the Internet's Podcast. I'm Dan Vatabonker. And I'm Kenton Larson. And Kenton, movie theaters are open. I'm so excited. And my mic oh, your cut mic. out because I was so loud. Yeah, you're so excited that movie theaters are opening. Your mic cut out completely. And uh, and I hate I hate to rain on your parade, Dan, but this means that once again, you will be uh, in a theater with, with breathing, disgusting human beings munching on their popcorn, disrespectful of, of your viewing pleasure. Once again, you can return to those glory days. Pleep air hockey right outside the back of the theater so you can listen to that all the way through the movie. What, what, Everything that now, now people getting up in the to, middle. You're just flashing back to the town <laughs> when you worked there. That air hockey thing is not. People like rocking in their chairs, Here's sticking their I head think. in your knee against your knees. I predict you can enjoy it all again. A new wave of respectful behavior at movie theaters. I predict everybody is so excited <laughs> about going back to the movies. They're going to be awesome. They're going to be quiet. They're going to shut up. They're not going to crinkle their bags. They're not going to ask questions. They're just going to shut up and watch the movie, and it's going to be awesome. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. We'll they see. announced it here in Winnipeg where we live. They announced on Wednesday, and I was like, I, honestly, I was just in there waiting. Like I've been waiting for this to happen because our numbers are good. We're looking good. Our you know everything's going down. And then I literally jumped for joy when they said we can go back to the movies. I was like so excited. But then guess what happened? <laughs> so here, so here's the rules. And you, I saw what you saw my tweet. I saw what happened. Yeah, I saw what happened, which is none of the theaters were aware. The, the-, the theaters were caught unawares. They were, yeah. That's, that's pretty lame. I, I can't <laughs> believe the government didn't give them a heads up on that because they had nothing. Yeah, they were right. And, and to, to its credit, Landmark got its box office up and running, I think, within 24 hours. And then Cinema was a, Cineplex was a little bit later than that. Um, no, what happened was, uh, I was going to say, I went to like go book. As soon as I saw those sites go up and go live and the tickets are available, I thought, I mean, I don't know. There might be a rush. There, for some reason, they still have to stay at 50% capacity and everybody in the theater has to be double vaccinated. So I'm not sure why they have both of those restrictions in place. Because I think if one you have one, you don't need the other. And I think that goes both ways. So the disappointing news for me is because of those restrictions, I can't take two of my children to the movies this weekend. You can't take two. Yes, because two Why? of them are between 12 and 17. Shannon and Jack are, Shannon's 12, Jack is 14. And they've already had one shot and they have not had their second shot yet. They have oh. to wait till the end of this month. So they can't go to the movies. Yet my youngest son, who is 10 years old, can. Explain to me how that's a fair thing. Explain to my children that, how that's a fair thing. Well, that's interesting. I never even thought of that. See, all of the stuff with the kids is lost on me because I don't have kids. I, I ignore all of that <laughs> stuff. I'm like... I'm like, uh, who cares what happens to the kids? There, that's that's you, someone else. Someone else's problem. Did you watch the Mayor, so, Mayor of Easttown? Uh, uh, Mayor of Easttown. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't because it's about a kid going missing, and I can't watch that shit. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Difference. Anyway, you so you don't care about the yeah. kids. Go ahead. Yeah, I remember when Mel Gibson uh, in that movie uh, Ransom, I think it's called, and he goes, "Give me back my son," and all and all the parents in the theater were like, "Oh," and they're all weeping. And I just remember thinking, you know, he's overacting a little. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. He really was. I could I could look at it with a dispassioned eyes <laughs> of somebody who just didn't know any kids. So um, so yeah, I never thought of that. Um, there's a bunch of stuff that I've that I've heard, and and maybe and I'm curious if you, when you finally go to the theater, if you can check this. But I heard um, a podcast this week where um, I think it was the New York Times podcast where the guy went to the first concert in New York, which was the Foo Fighters. And he and he's like, OK, we're all going to get our our passes checked, our, our little uh, new state of New York. We've all been double vaccinated. And he said at the front of the line were two completely hapless security guards who did not know what they were looking at, who basically were just giving it a cursory glance. They did not ask to match it with a driver's license or anything. They didn't ask for anything. So basically he said it was a show. It was a, it was, they were pretending to check the, uh, the stuff. And he said, it's going to happen here. Well, we'll see. But in in the end, he just kind of said, I guess I'm going to have to trust that these people have been vaccinated because he wanted to see the concert. And so I I just don't want to be in that set of circumstances. That just sounds like a nightmare. Well, I will let you know, of course. And and I think that uh, I'm trying to get a hold of some theater like managers or something at some point. You can't reach anybody on the phone anymore. It's all. Oh, no, you can't. And, and, and messaging and stuff, but I can't seem to get a hold of anybody. I just want to ask the question because in my mind, for my problem with the kids, it's not like the kids have control. They have it. They have no choice in the matter, right? 
right? The kids have, they're only allowed to take one type of, of vaccine right now. And so it's the same situation as my youngest in which he has no choice. He'll get the shot when he gets it, probably when they go to his, sh- his school or whatever. Uh, but the other two, they're in the same boat. So that's my reasoning. But I, I think, I suspect for this first weekend open, they're going to be rigid on the rules. Everybody's going to be strict. They're already getting like bullshit comments from anti-vaxxers and, and stuff like that. So, I mean, I'm going to go, I have to go without the kids and I have to find some time by myself or with a friend to go. Um, you're not going to go to the theaters this weekend? Oh God, no, <laughs> I'm not ready. I am not ready at all to be confronted with crowds of people, right. maybe in an outdoor environment, but that our football team, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers for our listeners and <laughs> elsewhere, I, it's, it's sounds ridiculous. I know, but that's their name, the Blue Bombers. And, um, they um they have blue balls that's uh that's you know um but uh that's what they play with <laughs> thank you i could go on all day down this down this line of joking but um um they're doing a 100% full outdoor game and i'm not ready for that i would not go to that like, thing. like 29 almost 30,000 people i think in that yes stadium. forget it not on your <laughs> life am i going anywhere near that so i'm i'm not ready i just uh i don't think like the, it's pretty clear, like Manitoba, where we live is pretty good with the vaccination rate. So that's not a problem. But there's other people traveling to and fro from other places. There's all there's all kinds of like how close are they going to check those passes is the other issue. Um, I There are certain municipalities in our province that have extremely low vaccination oh, yeah. rates. Oh, yeah. Like zero like percent. Oh, zero percent started on that. I'm just so I know about that stuff, but whatever. I know. So so I do think and and I saw on CNN yesterday, 46 out of 50 U.S. states now have rising covid cases because of the folks who won't get vaccinated. Yes, I saw that. So I'm just like I'm just like, this is horrible. This is not this is this is not the news that you want if you want to go back to a theater. Well, so I, the, I, the I don't news think that I wanted was we're opening the theaters again because that's all I wanted to hear. <laughs> and uh, but and and so before we move on, we're going to talk. By the way, we're going to talk about Loki today. That's kind of why we're holding. I know yeah. we said we we're going to take a break over the summer, but the Loki finale just dropped, and and we're going to talk about it here yeah. before it gets all old and stale and nobody cares anymore. So we're going to do that. Before that, I do want to go through these movies that are now playing in our theaters. So this is what's and it kind of it's kind of cool because it's like we're catching up. So all the big movies that have come out over the last few weeks are now in theaters and. It's it's not the usual like something that came out a few weeks ago is, is like Peter Rabbit. Peter Rabbit Two is one of these. Obviously, that came out at Easter time, like when the movie first came out. But it's running in theaters now because it's never had a chance to run. So here are the movies that are running. We have oh, new this weekend is the new Space Jam movie. Are you interested in seeing that one? Not in the least. Okay, neither am I. <laughs> neither am I. I'm, I'm, I'm not a big fan of the other one. Like I think no. there's a certain generation for which Space Jam yeah. is, is huge nostalgia, and that's not us at all. No, it's not. And, and and actually, the first Space Jam isn't that good a movie. Um, Bill, Bill Murray's in it. Yeah. Bill Murray collected a paycheck. Good for him. And he's awesome. But, uh, he's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I, it wasn't that good. And this one looks like it takes it wasn't that good to a new level of it wasn't that good. It does. It really <laughs> does. I got to say. Um, Black Widow is, an, is, of course, playing. Would you go see that in the theater? No. Okay. Uh, in fact, I, I don't I, think I'm ever going to see it. I'm never going to oh. see that. Oh, it looks like a piece of junk. Disney Plus when it's like, I think in October, it's going to be free on Disney Plus. I don't think I will. I just, <laughs> I think I'm, I, maybe this will tie into our low-key discussion. Sure. But okay, I just okay. don't, I don't see a need for that Black Widow film. I don't see a need for you know it, but, but maybe I'm wrong. Brett McGarry from the Couch Potatoes on CGOB yeah. made a good point about it. He's like, it would have been better because the movie itself takes place between um, Captain America Civil War and the first um, Endgame or no, um, Infinity War. So it takes right. place between those. He says it would have been better if the movie actually came out between those movies. Like that would have been a better. So we would have seen that and that would have made us more invested in in um, Scarlett Johansson and in, in, in Black Widow when she dies in, in um, Endgame, right? So that's uh, why they should have done that. I'll still see it. I do want to see it in the theater. Any Marvel movie I want to see in the theaters, uh, I could have, I, I've actually waited. I could have gotten a Disney Plus uh, when it came out on Disney Plus, but I don't want to pay 35 bucks for that. I'd rather pay $100 at the theater to take all my kids. So. Yeah, that's right. And and uh, go for pizza afterwards yes. just to like just to make it two hundred dollars. That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's overpriced. Right. What outtakes the overpriced little food court they have there? Uh, oh other movies God. that are coming out: Boss Baby. My kids hate these movies. They do not want to see the <laughs> Boss Baby movie at all. Um, 
F9, the Fast Saga, which I hate. The I also oh, I, I hate them. Hate is a strong word, but I don't like them at all. They're not good movies. Um, but anyway, they people are looking for that. Uh, Peter Rabbit, as, as I said, Cruella, which also was just released on digital, um, and now it's in uh, theater. And then A Quiet Place Part Two, which I do want to see in the theater. That one especially because I think that would be great sound. Ironically. <laughs> I don't want to see a quiet place in the theater because it's quiet and you're going to hear every, every motherfucker in there eating, making every comment and eating everything that uh, it would drive me insane. So I, I don't think I could do it. And, and not to mention um, the temptation for real idiots to shout stuff out at inopportune moments. I just, I think that don't go see that in the theater, Dan. Okay. See something else. See, well, I'm not certainly, it's certainly stuck with the fun. Oh, sorry. The first one, the first one's one I want to see. And my kids want to see Black Widow yeah. as well, which is why I want to go. But also yeah. the other one that Shannon wants to see is In the Heights. And that one actually looks pretty oh. good. So I'll go see that one. Too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I have uh, probably mo- more of an interest in that film than, than, than in the other ones, just because I don't know the musical In the Heights. Uh, my, my folks went to see it in New York and loved it. Um, and I think, um, yeah, well, you know, big musical on a big screen is always kind of a fun, kind of a nice treat. Mm-hmm. But I think all, all the other stuff, like, um, I, it's just not that it like, Hey, when does James Bond come out again? <laughs> probably, probably Christmas. I'm, I'm never going to be, no, I think they're going to wait. Uh, it usually those movies come out on like November ish, like before Christmas time. So I think that's going to be, that was when it was supposed to come out. I think in 2019, no, 2020, it was supposed to come out and then they, they postponed it. So I think that's when it's going to, are you going to go see that one in the theater? Uh, let's let's see how what the situation looks like. But it's it's uh, I think it's funny. I think they should rename it because it's no time to die. I think it should be plenty of time to kill before the movie gets <laughs> up. Don't you think they should rename it? That's right. But, yes. Because it still has the kill in it. Plenty of time to kill. Let's yes. do it. Yes, that's, that's oh, the, funny too. It is double meeting. Yeah, very good. But but I also think the trailers for that movie aren't that good. No, I'm probably, worried. I, I I'm a bit worried about where that movie might be it going. Could be. And I think we're going to see an adjustment yeah. from Hollywood now that we're back and everything's coming. They're, they're kind of ramping up the factory and yeah. trying to churn out the movies again. So I think there's going to be a fall off in quality because they're going to be rushing to get these things out. Um, yeah. And that's definitely going to happen. So we'll see. But I do plan on going to the theater this week. I will report back. I will let you know. And I'm really one thing I'm actually going to try and do is go see the movies more often. That's something I've, I've thought about. I've really missed going to the theater. And so I'm going to try. I might even start a movie club. Or something that we talked we were talking wow. about this on Twitter. Me and Chris Schiffman and and all these other movie enthusiasts were kind of chatting on Twitter when the theaters opened back up or when they announced it. And it was just everyone seemed so excited about it. So it was really cool. There's a great movie going community here in Winnipeg that's very excited about this news. So well, that's very nice. That's very nice. And I your movie club sounds like a a better idea than um, going into a, bu- a theater with a bunch of strangers <laughs> because because in your movie club could probably uh, with enough people fill half the theater and you could yeah. be a little more assured that uh, the people one, who are going to be in there are going to be respectful of the film. One of the things Chris turned up in his research was that uh, Cineplex is a deal for when you can book 20 people, I think it's 250 bucks for a new movie. So you can book a theater with up to, up to 20 people or, or more. I don't know, but 20 mm-hmm. people divided by 250. That's pretty, that's okay. It's, I think it's a little more expensive, yeah. but you're getting the private theater. Like it's almost the same price as a movie but you're getting the private part of it. So I wouldn't mind doing that too. I could definitely find 20 people to go see a movie with. So that's a cool thing. I'll, I'll explore that as well. Okay. Yeah, that's great. That's a great idea. And I think that's an underused feature of theaters is the uh, private booking. And I, and not to mention uh, once in a while, McNally Robinson at our Grant Park shopping center gets in a speaker uh, or a book, uh, a book launch that is too big for their bookstore. And I, I, I always wonder like, why don't they just walk down the mall and book one of those uh, theaters for stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. So I, I think as an event center, I think a, I, I think a the the future of the theater isn't just movies. It's also things like uh, other events that might take place there, including maybe a Q and A with. Uh, or a discussion group after the film. Well, that's what I was saying. Like, that's what I thought the movie club could be. We all go see the yeah. movie and then we go, like, in a lot of those theaters now, they have a little restaurant there. We can go get a drink and can sit down and have a, have a cocktail or a beer and just talk about the movie and have a discussion yeah. about it, right? That, that's the same as book club. It's just movie club. We just go watch the movie together. Uh, and by the way, you can also see uh, classic movies too. $125 for a classic movie. So we could go see like Jaws or something in the theater. Uh, that's really cool. So check that out as well. Awesome. We have a saying in Asgard, where there are wolf's ears, wolf's teeth are near. It's a trap. 
He's lying. Just playing games. Add me for a sec, Loki. My ears are sharp, too. Okay, let's talk about Loki. And of course, we're going to talk spoilers, so don't, we're not even bother pretending to give us our our overall thoughts without spoilers. But I'm I'm still I'm upset again that it was only six episodes. I really like what's the, what the hell is this? This is not a series, <laughs> and they're saying season two for this one. I mean, that's not even a season one. Six episodes. Come on, where these are American shows, there should be at least ten episodes, right? What's going on here? Well, uh, well, for hey, the Emmy nominations were this week, and. Uh, and uh, I think, uh, and WandaVision is represented uh, relatively well in those nominations, but limited WandaVision- Limited series, limited series. Right, right. So there you go. So that, so Marvel sees that and goes, limited series. Okay, so that's that. So that that's has a way- That's about, right? Yeah. Right. So that has a way of regenerating itself if they think that's where the accolades are. So I think that's probably what we're going to see more of is more limited series. And- we should also note that WandaVision was a love letter to television, which also the Emmys love. Yeah. Okay. So, so, I, so I, I think it definitely should win yeah. a few Emmys. I think that that's worthy yeah. of Emmys. Oh, sure. I think so too. I think, I think particularly the first three episodes were worthy yeah. of them, but the length of the Loki season, um, I, I'm just going to come out and say it right now and say, I really hated this series. Oh, <laughs> I wow. hated it. Okay. I hate it. I, I hate it. I didn't I, love it. It certainly is probably my least favorite of the three, but I didn't hate it that much. I think the writers made so many, <laughs> so many bad decisions that okay. by the end of it and per end culminating with that terrible, I thought that last episode was absolute garbage. Yeah, it, it was I really good. did. Yeah. Sorry. No, I'm write uh, Keep going. No, no. So I just want to say, like, I like, and and God bless everybody who's talking about it online and who loves it. And and here's my disclaimer: you're allowed to love whatever you like to love. But when I look at Loki as a series, I think the writers took everything that's great about Loki and they got rid of it, and everything that's great about the Marvel movies and said never mind, and everything that's that's and even the series itself ends on a big never mind. It's all, it all just keeps, ha- it's all the same. None of it matters. Okay? Like none of it mattered. Not, like none of the Marvel films mattered. None of this show mattered. It's well, kind of the overall message that I got I, from the see, writer. What I got from it was, now it's funny because when we first talked about the show and after the first two episodes or whatever, I said, I don't think this is really going to affect the larger Marvel Cinematic Universe. But I don't think it's going to mean that. You know, Loki's going to be the main character of the next Marvel movie or whatever happens in the series is going to be the, the main story of the next Marvel movie. I don't think that's what's going to happen here. I think that whatever the world is at the end of the series is going to be the world in which that next Marvel movie takes place. And that's it. You know, it basically what it's saying is, is this is what the Marvel Cinematic Universe is. We're getting ahead of ourselves because that's the ending of it. Um, but I agree. I agree with you about the final episode. I think that was too much exposition. Like even just talking oh about my basic, God. basic TV, like structure of an episode, just like it's it's like shifting between two conversations. That's all we had for most of it. It's like we have uh, um, the two Lokis and Kang. They never said his name was Kang. Uh, Kang the Conqueror, which apparently was the, the everyone predicted this. Everyone knew it was happening. Um, and I'm not really familiar with that character from the comics. I never read anything. So, so, but this is the guy, and they called him something else. He, he remains, or something they said. Um, they didn't right. actually say his name, but it was, it is Kang, is essentially what they're saying. Um, yeah, and so they, uh, you know, he's the guy who ends up controlling. Now, there were some good surprise moments, I thought. I, I mean, the moment where they, the, the episode where they find out that the TV, uh, TVA is fake and those are all robots or whatever, that was like a mind blowing moment. I'm like, wow, that's pretty cool. I was happy with that. I love the uh, I love the uh, recreation of the scene from Last Jedi, <laughs> which is which was basically that like they lo- they actually lobbed the head off one of the statues that was Snoke, yeah. and then they have a big fight with all the the guys with the batons or whatever. And I was like, okay, where have I seen this before? Then in the last uh, and then in the last episode, we uh, we had a repeat of Return of the Jedi where the guy's sitting on the chair going, I don't care. You can kill. Why don't you kill me? Why don't you two fight it out? Why don't you like kind of, kind of recreating that. Um, but the, 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 I will say the series is not without some moments of goodness. However, <laughs> the broad sweep of this thing, I just like you pointed out the pacing in the last episode. I just thought that was a crime against humanity. I think the fact that Loki is in a shirt and tie, for the whole freaking series, 
the last ep- the last episode has got to put him back in the cape with like, the shouldn't he giant get into thing his on battle here like that's if you're going and he's yes. fighting he's fighting everybody he's got this sword yes. and it's like let's see your let's see your get up let's see what happens when when asgardians go into battle to get their right. shit going so yeah that's for sure i agree that's that's just i mean yeah, and I agree. When you say they took away everything good about Loki, you're right. He was a great villain. Yes, he was like a yes. great, like he double crosses you. You know he's gonna, and he he they give us a little bit of that at the beginning, but then the character changes, and by the end of it, yes. he's not like that anymore. And I'm like, I like the old Loki better than this Loki. He's guy. the smartest guy in the room. He's smart, and you can't trust him. All right, like that's what that's what he's all about, and they say as much in there but and somehow he has progressed into a sucker who doesn't know what's going on who is not the smartest person in the room and who um and who is frantic and 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 ruled by his own emotions <laughs> i was like how did this happen how did this transpire i just found it um particularly depressing and i found it also depressing that okay there's 700 different kinds of loki's Okay, does that mean there's 700 different kinds of Iron Man? Does that mean we could bring back Tony Stark? Does that mean we could bring Black back Black Widow? Does that mean everything's on the table now? Or what does that, that exactly mean? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I thought maybe there should be he should have been visiting the past version of himself, the future version of himself. But the fact that there's a lizard Loki and there's... <laughs> Uh, uh, alligator Loki, alligator yeah, yeah, Loki, yeah. Um, Richard E. Grant Loki, which was the best yeah. part of this. The series. best Loki, yeah. That guy was aw- Richard E. Grant is yeah. awesome, but to have him as the old Kirby Stan Lee Loki with the giant horns, that was so cool. That yes, nice. and that's and, and I agree. So, <clears throat> one of my biggest problems with the show was that it's it keeps changing the rules on us. I don't yeah. like that. Like we were never sure what the rules were to begin with with the whole time travel TVA thing, uh, and they usually try to like in, a, in almost every time travel movie. There's some kind of like rules around it. And I think they do give us something, and I can't remember what they are. But they change the rules. For example, the timekeepers. Right? They tell us the whole big story. These are the timekeepers. These they're in charge. They're doing everything. Nope, they're not. They're not. They're they're uh, fake. They're robots. No. The other one um, is the um, the batons that these guys. You know, being pruned as they say, uh, being pruned from the timeline meaning means you are just. I thought it meant you're disintegrated. You get touched with that little pokey stick, just like Loki's pokey stick, and yeah. you um and you disappear and presumably you're dead. Nope, that's not what happens. You go to the void, which is where everything it's like the garbage dump of the universe, and everything is dumped there. And this is where we find all the other Loki's and all this other crazy stuff. That I mean, I like the idea of that, but I they should have told us up front that's what happened to them. I don't like to fake out because we got that moment where they kill Owen Wilson's character, they kill Mobius, and there's some genuine like that was another good moment. There was yeah. some genuine like you could see Loki was hurt and just you know he's devastated by that loss, and then it doesn't mean anything in the next episode. So that's I didn't like that aspect of it. Right, the nothing matters sort of element that took like oh the Infinity Stones we use them for paperweights around here. Oh, and they even said in the last episode, if you, you anything you want to do is totally on the table. Do you want, would you like to go kill Thanos? Right, yes. He says, and you're the like, bargaining, pardon yes, he's me? bargaining. King is bargaining yeah. with them as they walk yeah. in. Why? I don't know. Because they did what he pardon wanted him to do. He, so he could just erase the last 30 movies that people went to see if he wants, if he chooses to. Yeah. Like, pardon me. So I just found that, uh, and I also have to say, that the only actor that had the charisma to be a Loki was Richard E. Grant and and our and original course, Loki. Tom Hiddleston, of course, yeah. Right, right. Those are the only two. Yeah. The other Lokis were kind of devoid of, including, <laughs> of charisma. Including Sylvie, including the, yes. the, the one he, he's falling in love with. And her character, I find, doesn't, like, there's no redemption arc for her at all because in the end, she still ends up stabbing the guy, which is what she wanted to do in the first place. So she doesn't change. She doesn't go through, she goes through a journey, but she doesn't become a better person for it um and i thought i totally thought i had the way that that guy was going to die pegged did you get guess no what what did you what did you think well feed him to the feed him to the beast feed him to the monster outside that he's been torturing for millennia like that's the you know he takes he gets control of this cloud monster hey another cloud smoke monster just like in lost i remember the smoke monster yeah i sure do <laughs> um anyway i feed it to him like I, he's sitting there's that see where he's sitting there's that like glass window that round window behind him i'm like that thing's gonna come crash in there grab him and then and that would have been a more satisfying ending it would have been more visually appealing and it would have been 
just desserts. Like he gets what he what's coming to him instead of just getting killed. And yeah, he whatever he said about coming back in a different form or whatever. Like we'll see what happens there. But um, but yeah, I think they could have done that ending way better than they did. Yeah, like and and if you want to see a good actor with terrible material, and I'm sorry, I don't know the actor's name, the one who plays he who remains. Oh, um, I had that here. Love, Something. Uh, I'll get it. Hold on. Go he's ahead. from Lovecraft uh, Country. Lovecraft that, Country, that actor. Yes. And so that actor is working his ass off to be entertaining in a bunch of scenes where a bunch of where, where they're sitting around well, a boardroom table. Jonathan Majors <laughs> is his name. Okay, he is working so hard to try to make that interesting, and it just isn't. And uh, like by the end, I was like, that, that he's gonna have flop sweat. He's working so hard trying to make this good. <laughs> another uh, another coach potato Jeff Braun said in his review that it, that scene was way more entertaining than it should have been because because of that guy because he was like right. over the top and all over the place and it's kind of fun to see that yeah I have no idea whether or not that's true to the actual Kane character I don't know I mean who no. cares really I don't know but uh, but yeah that, that's like he did I think he was fine I, I liked him I mean that's kind of what you yeah. want in this in this if you're gonna have to sit there twenty minutes of of, of of exposition you might as well have it delivered to you like that so that's fine. It's like yeah. giving a great comedian bad material. Yeah, that's yeah. what that looks like because he looks good. He does. He has charisma. He's interesting. He and et cetera, et cetera. But uh, the, the the fact of the matter is not a lot happens. <laughs> See, there's a lot of talking. Oh, my God. And, there's and, talking. The, and the idea that he's trying to, like, keep this timeline, you know, basically what he's doing and he doesn't say this, you know, so he's like getting all rid of all the other divergent timelines because there were a bunch of different versions of himself that he had to fight. He's, he, you know, he wants to conquer everything. He's king the conqueror. He wants to conquer everything so that he did this to kill all his other versions of himself. And now he's saying those are all going to come back, but we're also going to get a million versions of Thanos and a million versions of the dude from guardians of the galaxy that I can't remember right now. And uh, you know, all these other villains, like we're going to get the multiverse is happening now. And what is, what does this mean? I just think if they actually go down the path of this multiverse, so it gets like, as we always know, whenever comic books introduce Earth 2 or uh, or time travel, new dimension, or whenever that gets introduced into comics, it just goes to shit. And in the end, they end up having to reboot everything because nobody knows what's going on. It becomes impossible to follow. And I'm worried that if that's what they think is going to happen with this, that is a uh, that is a bad idea. I don't think they like it's one thing to do it in a Spider-Man cartoon where I think it worked really well. It worked just perfectly. Oh, you're talking about Spider-Verse? Spider-Verse. Yes, I think I think that they started to get delusions about doing this for a wider universe and i just i can't imagine because the problem with that always is that it has to end with it doesn't matter it didn't matter <laughs> it, it was a di- it was an alternate reality it was a different earth it was, it was a dream earth too it was a yes it was a dream boy's head oh, <laughs> it was in a it was in a snow globe <laughs> but it, yeah it's just um i'm i'm worried about what the series means i certainly don't want to sit like okay so let's talk about the ending so he he's back in the boardroom. Oh, thank goodness, because we had so many good scenes in the boardroom. And he comes he comes into the library and there's uh, Owen Wilson, who, by the way, was not at all as funny as they needed to let him be yeah, in this true. show. Yeah. And, um, and there and Owen Wilson does not recognize him anymore um, because he's in, a, I, I guess, a new timeline. Right. Yes. Is that what you took from that? Yes. So he's in a new timeline where they don't recognize him. And now you see the statue of the timekeeper has been replaced with uh, he who remains, right? King, yeah. Is that King. who that it's was? King. Okay. Okay. So it's replaced with him. And the overall impression is, oh, no, here we go again. <laughs> We're going to do it all over oh, again. Oh, that better not be the case. <laughs> I really hope so. What I what I took from that scene was basically that the – so Kang, in this timeline, he didn't bother with the whole timekeeper's mythology. He just was – he's the guy. He's the one that you should worship, right? And that right. makes sense. That absolutely makes sense to me. Um but yeah, I, I mean, it was it was cool that I thought the reveal that he was in a different timeline was kind of cool because he's going on and on. He's very urgently explaining the situation. And Owen Wilson is like watching and paying attention. He's like, who are you? You're an ant. Like he's like, he doesn't know who he is. That was a good reveal. I like that. Um, but yeah. But Loki, Loki should be ready to exploit what happens to him. Not go like, oh my God, I'm in over my head. Like that's not. That's right. Yeah, that's right. And that show that that in itself just shows how much that character changes over the course of this of this six episodes for sure. Right. Um, and they, 
And they should have been double crossing each other, the two Loki, the two main Loki. Oh, yes. She, it should have been over and over him. and over. She, yeah, they yeah. should. That's what I'm saying. Like, they could have stretched this yeah. out to 10 episodes and had a more interaction between them, had us care yeah. more about Sylvie and more about those characters. And, and whatever happened to the thing where they were like, oh, your kiss was going to change the world or whatever. Is that what yeah. happened in this? I never really got That's not really what happened. What happened well, was she killed him and then the timeline diverged, right? As soon as the TVA well, stops working, the timelines start diverging. They did. Ki- he did kiss himself, I guess, since that's who he's kissing. But uh, <laughs> it's like kissing a mirror. <laughs> but uh, but um, I don't think I don't think that did it. That was just there. I don't know why. That it was there. the moment they made it out to be earlier no. in the series, right? So yeah. Um, I mean, it's a version of himself. So what was all that talk about? Let's go live in the timeline together somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That there doesn't was, make any sense. No. That's like the same as and being now, alone. And now is this say, my, here's my worry about season two. Is it going to be him searching for her for the whole season? I bet you that's oh. closer to what it's going to be. Um, he's going to try like searching timelines and we're going to see all kinds. It's going to be sliders. Basically. We're going to get into that where it's going to be like, go means a red light means go and a green light means stop. Like that kind of stuff is what they did in <laughs> sliders. So that's, uh, that's what we're going to oh. get into. I, I thought that a more interesting ending would have been, the statue was replaced with her, a statue of her, the female yes. Loki. Yeah, she there, took over. She now, did take over. Right. She took over. So on one hand, that's a version of him who took over. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, that version of him isn't going to do the same things that he would do. And I, I also thought that if there was a series that demanded a cameo from one of the Marvel stars, it was this one. Yeah. And, I, and I think we needed a... Uh, However brief Thor appearance, even if a split second of a Thor. um, You're right. And you said that uh, when we've talked about this before and you said they're shooting in a similar area. Like it was all like, and and he's shooting love and thunder right now. So he could have like just walked over and I I agree. I think that would have been, and it could have been just a flashback or something. It didn't have to be like, even in that DB Cooper flashback, we could have seen him coming back to Thor or something like that. Right. Like there's that as well. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that D.B. Cooper um, scene was in the very first episode. And when I saw the trailer, I was like, we are going to see Loki like uh, throughout history doing stuff that we've heard about. And it turns out it's Loki all along. I'm like, that's great. That's a brilliant. And that was the only one that we really <laughs> yeah, saw. getting more and, of that. No, even the disasters that they went to were made up disasters. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you know, like, of course, you wouldn't do recent disasters. You would do ones from way, way back. Um, like even the Titanic or something like that, you could have put Loki on there. Um, and I think that would have been a richer kind of environment for him to interact in like the DB Cooper one, which was delightful, but, uh, the writers really, I think the writers dropped the ball on this. I really I think, and do. Also, it also feels rushed. I feel like they were trying to get this yeah. out in front before a certain movie. Like, so this leads into black widow, which is out now. And then by the time black widow runs this course, something new, what's the next one coming to, I don't even know what the next one is. For I don't know. Marvel movies, Marvel series. Um, it's, so there's that. Yeah. Um, can I tell you my theory about this? I have an anal- yeah. analogy or a parable. What's another word for I'm trying to think of the, what it is. Um, it symbolizes it's symbolic. Oh. Here's what I want to say. Um, the, the t- so in this series, the timeline, the, we get the story, all this exhibition in the final episode, he explains to them, there was a bunch of timelines, there was a massive multiverse war, and then he won and he killed all the other timelines, so it was just the secret timeline, just one timeline, right? Um, and then, now it's becoming a multiverse, now it's branching out and becoming a multiverse. Not the chaos that he describes, what they're hoping for, of course, is a more positive, you know, beneficial multiverse where everyone can live together i don't think that's going to happen but you know that's what they're wanting um this is an analogy for the 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 entire marvel cinematic universe in itself in my mind because if you think about it before the marvel cinematic universe started in 2008 with iron man it was chaos the marvel movies were licensed to all kinds of different studios the properties were all over the place uh there was a lot lot of crappy quality daredevil and and uh some of those x-men movies and and spider-man 3 like there's some crappy movies out there and then there was a second reboot of spider-man too soon so all this chaos around the marvel movies and then kevin feige comes in and provides order kevin feige is kang in this situation he kills off everybody else and makes order one sacred timeline the the marvel cinematic universe that's it. We get 
10 years of that or whatever we had, um, 13 years of that. Now it's becoming a multiverse and it's going to be a multiverse in the movies as well as uh, in the story, because now we're getting, we said, we already know the spider the next Spider-Man movie is going to have like Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield in it. So they're going to like do that. So they're kind of going back to the chaos in a way to that, that era. Um, is that true? They're going to do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's confirmed for sure. They're going to have like, and, and uh, what's his face as, as uh, Green Goblin, Willem Dafoe is coming back. Everybody oh, is, no. and, and Doc, what's his name is Doc Ock. Like all those people are coming back for that movie. Um, so the metal, the metal Green Goblin. <laughs> Yes, that's right. Yes, the Metal oh, Green God. The uh, worst so anyway. conceived costume in cinematic history is coming back. Great. Well, How about we'll Macy maybe, Gray? Maybe they'll make it some changes. Maybe it'll is just Macy be his Gray? face. Macy Gray is going to come back for the parade scene? Yes. One more great. time? Perfect. Because that's timeless. Timeless content. <laughs> Macy Gray will always be relevant. Um, anyway. Try to so say that's, goodbye that's and I choke. <laughs> that's what I think is happening here. And so the reason is because Marvel knows now because no, sorry, it's my cat. Uh, Marvel knows now that these characters are now worth millions upon billions of dollars, and they can license them to other companies. So I bet you they have tons of studios chomping at the bit for the most obscure Marvel characters, and they're going to start licensing out these other Marvel characters, not the major ones, but they're going to go and let other studios make some other movies. Like the Sony partnership is going to continue. They're going to keep making Spider-Verse movies and Spider-Man movies and Venom movies. Um, and then I, I guarantee it, they're going to some other studio uh mgm or something like that um will start making some marvel movies and they're gonna they're gonna spread out the wealth a little bit because they'll make all the money from it eventually right i like your uh i like your um your symbolism there i think that holds up is that right? and i think is that probably, an analogy or is that a parable or is that just I a, think it's a it's not a parable it's a cautionary tale cautionary, there you go cautionary tale <laughs> um uh, I think if I were uh, in charge of the Marvel universe, I'd want them to kill me too in the in the timeline. Like, just kill me. Let's let, let's get this over with. <laughs> That's how I feel about any job. At a certain point, you're like, just kill me. Let's get this over with. It'd just be better. So, so I so I I like where you're going with that. I think the thing that I don't like about this, and I was thinking about this too, is that there is a tendency in modern films and TV. When you reboot something, including Ryan Johnson in The Last Jedi, to say nothing mattered. Every, everything that you thought mattered didn't matter. Okay, so Luke Skywalker gets the lightsaber. Nah, screw it. Doesn't matter. Oh, you want Luke Skywalker to be a hero? He's not a hero. He's jaded. It doesn't matter. Like, it all doesn't matter. Oh, the Infinity Stones? Ah, we keep those for paperweights. Doesn't matter. The trailer for James Bond looks like they, like James Bond comes back from retirement and they're like, oh, no, we gave 007 to someone else. Doesn't matter. Oh, uh, sh shaken, not stirred. No, no. How do you like this? Shaken and stirred. How do you like that, James Bond? It doesn't <laughs> matter. It all doesn't matter. And I think and Indiana Jones, I think, could very well fall into that category, too, based on uh, just some early reports. I'm a little bit worried about that, too. And the thing is, like, people love those properties uh, for a reason. And I think what, if, if all we do is build up these properties and then say it doesn't matter and then build them up all over again and then go, it doesn't matter now again, and people are going to get sick of it. People are people it, are not along for that ride. It erodes when, the brand. Right. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So um, I, I, I'm worried about this Loki being... Um, being uh, an indication of what we might see in the Marvel universe down the road. I hope not. And, and by the way, Loki is one of the best characters and maybe that's why I'm, uh, why I'm pissed off. One of the best <laughs> villains. I, like he, he was the best villain. Is there another, there's probably another fandom where nothing matters. Is there? That's like a real trend. <laughs> these days. It's a bad trend. Well, it's, it's, it is because they want but the reason they do it is so they yeah. can tell more story, right? They don't want to be trapped by the past. And that's uh. kind of the reason why, for example, Star Wars or Lucasfilm, like put all that stuff into the legends, right? Cause they don't want to be beholden to that story pablo's talked to us about that before so that's why they end up rebooting this stuff and saying nothing matters because they have to keep telling stories here when did alien get bad oh newt died in the spaceship <laughs> newt's dead alien or oh. aliens uh at post aliens oh newt's dead by the way oh the that was alien that three alien three right. was the one that killed them all that was uh, awful yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Newt's dead. Oh, uh, uh, Ripley's uh, a clone. Ripley's a clone now. Fuck it. <laughs> Nothing matters. 
Okay, nothing matters yeah. at all. Like, yeah, that's yeah. how you wreck oh. a franchise. I remember what I was going to say. Final thoughts oh. on Loki before we get to recommendations. That was the laziest fucking post-credit scene I've ever seen in my life. Oh, I yeah. Was what not was happy it? with that. It was just a stamp on a paper. Loki oh, will yeah. return in season two. It's right. not even a, a thing that would happen in the world. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's a completely... Ah, I don't like that at all. Like, show us a scene from it. Show us, like, in WandaVision, they show her, like, you know, doing the magic and doing all the fun stuff. And, like, that's going to be the next time we see Wanda, that's what she's going to be like. We had nothing like that for this. Just a boom, a stamp. Loki will be back in season two. It's like they didn't make the decision until after they were finished and looking for, looking at the response. And they they, they judged it by the response. Because people did seem to like this, this series. A lot of people did. Well, hey, Marvel always gets a bump when something new comes out. Um, and I looked on IMDb and it's like 93% positive for Loki. And it's like, it's not going to hold up though. It's not going to hold up. This is one that's going to erode, uh, over time, I think. And I think, um, I think people are just excited to see these characters. I think that's all there is to I, it. I agree. And, yeah. Yeah. And there's always, there's always a glow, to, uh, when any fandom thing, like, uh, Hey, I'm guilty of it too. When star Wars films come out, I'm guilty of it. Cause I'm so excited to see a star Wars film. I almost always like it more than um, over time, with the exception being the original trilogy. Mm -hmm. So I get it. I understand how fans uh, how fans love something uh, just by definition when it comes out. But I just think, I mean, if you look at the three Disney Plus series, I think um, WandaVision is, is probably the best one, but it kind of wore out over, over the, its episodes. Um, Falcon and Winter Soldier was also good. And then once again, got a little stale as it went along. Um, and uh, Loki was probably felt like the least planned out one. The least, <laughs> the least story, the least uh, coherent story of the three. Yeah, I get the feeling that, okay, WandaVision was definitely developed as a series, a television series, because of yeah. its connection to television and because of that stuff. But I get the feeling that both Falcon and Winter Soldier and Loki were starting, they started out as movies. I feel, I think these were, you started think? As, yeah, they started out as film concepts, the story ideas. They were working, I'm sure Marvel's got a bunch of different, like, you know, things out there, trying out different different stories and stuff. So I'm sure someone came up with this, okay, let's develop a Loki movie. What would that be? So they got people working on that. They work on a story, they work on the structure. And then, and I'm, and this one starts but it starts way back in 2012 when the avengers like it's been 10 years since the start of the series you know what i mean so that tells me that this has been in the works for a long time and i think that happened for both of these and the, the falcon and winter soldier acted as a bridge to get us to anthony mackie as captain america that was the purpose of that series and now he's doing movies he's back into the movies i don't think we're going to see him again in a series unless it's as, as a cameo um and the same thing for loki this is now setting up the the multiverse so i think the the number of episodes is indicative of of kind of its place in the marvel cinematic universe yeah me it, that might be true i guess we'll find out one way or another well, we have to but, see a few uh, more of these series before we can tell if that's really going to hold but you know, now, yeah. that, now that they're developing series specifically for Disney Plus, I suspect that they'll be better. And and like the other thing they're doing is that they're they're making all this all this episodes are being directed by the same person, which doesn't usually happen right. in TV as well. So there's that. So they're still kind of treating this like a movie making process. Right. And and it just occurs to me that, OK, it's just it might be um, it might be that, that that this changes everything for Marvel, but how many times have I seen this that headline before? This changes everything. And it's like, so it might, maybe, I guess, but it just, it's probably got an equal chance of changing nothing. You know, problem. problem. Well, you, I we mean, could just as soon just have another. Be, okay, this movie takes place on this timeline. This movie takes place oh. on this timeline. It doesn't need to be connected anymore. That's what we have right now. Right, that's a Star Wars universe. Well, or or it's like every yeah. other series, every other franchise out there like it's everything right it's like it, yeah until mc until kevin feige gave us the marvel cinematic universe we never had a cinematic universe before right so yeah. i think they're just like, no. honestly i think this is the end of the marvel cinematic universe as we know it because i think it's going to branch off and be way more disconnected than it was before i don't know if that's what people want out of marvel no, i don't think it is what people want but i think that's what's no. going to happen uh, i i know i saw a list of some of the other marvel stuff coming out um and it's all stuff. It's all who cares. It's all it's well because they've used like the big shrug. names already. They've, they've right. gone through the big names, right? That's a problem too. Yeah. Where it, where now we're gonna go like 
well, remember Iron Man was was on the C team mm-hmm. when when they made that movie, and then that brought him up to the A team because of Robert Downey Jr. and John Favreau. Mm-hmm. Um, so that could easily happen again, or it might not. <laughs> or it could just be a bunch of who cares kinds of characters who don't who don't ascend. Like you need a great film to get them to that yeah, point. Yeah, because you could just as easily have the Incredible Hulk, which came out a few months, a few months after Iron Man. Everybody forgets about it. It's a horrible oh, movie. Yeah. And yeah. Um, and that's that's the one that, those two movies were made almost at the same time, like just side by side. Yeah. And it was just a matter of like, which one is going to be ready first? And Iron Man was ready first. So that's the one that, that's kicked it up. But if it had been an Incredible Hulk, I don't think that would have been as successful. Um, no, I don't. Th- it definitely wouldn't have been. It would have got off to a rocky start like DC. Yeah, exactly. It would have. It would have been rockier for sure. But they had Robert Downey Jr. to frame everything on. Um, and then um, they got other big actors because he did it. And then it all kind of snowballed into something that made sense to people. But, uh, let's, let's go to the Rocky Cinematic Universe. I want to I want to explore that a little bit more. That's the Rocky universe. Cinematic Universe. Yeah, well, there's problems in that too. <laughs> I know. Like I know. <laughs> the art, the artificial intelligent robot. In oh yeah, part four <laughs> that can respond. Five. five. Or was it part four? No, four. Know. It's a, it's the Russian where he right, fights right, right. the Russian. That's right. That's okay. the one where they, he's got a robot. He solved That's... the problem of artificial intelligence back in 1986. Or they did. Or so okay, so final thoughts. Neither of us liked Loki. You hated it. I thought it was not. Great. I hated it. Um, I thought it was the weakest of the three for sure. My favorite is, yeah. is still Wandavision. That's still the best Me of too. the three. Um, and then we'll see. What I comes agree. Next, I don't know. We'll see. Please make a wish. It's creepy. That talks. That thing. Creepy. These are great. I wish I had one of these when I was growing up. Go on, make a wish, like he says. I wish I wasn't in this nightmare. I've been watching a lot of movies. Of course, you know. Uh, pandemic has been very hot here staying inside air conditioning i've been watching lots um but you go first what do you oh want to me first yes um well i have i have seen a lot of great stuff lately i have to say like i've been i sort of used this week to catch up on a bunch of stuff i really wanted to see um and i was not disappointed i saw lots of great stuff but probably the best thing i saw and i tweeted about it it's so good and that is the most recent film in the Up series, 63 Up. And I, here's where I say 63 Up. I'll, I'll do a quick, like, what's the premise? And I'll do a quick where you see it. It's on BritBox, um, which you can get a free seven-day trial on BritBox. And uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. that. Do you have it? Yeah. Oh, my God. It's good. It's, it's, it's good, yeah. I can't. I canceled it today because I don't <laughs> need that much streaming. But, but I... Uh, I will probably get it again in the future because it really, I really went to town on BritBox this week. It was, there are lots of good stuff on there, but um, um, so 63 up Michael Apted has been visiting the same people ever since they were seven years old and shooting a documentary about their lives. So uh, there's been nine films about them and um, every, and uh, 14, 14 subjects in the documentary. Um, and what makes the 63 up, um, especially great is the fact that the the director Michael Apted has passed away. Mm-hmm. So knowing that going in, and you're like, was this this could be the last one? Um, and uh, one of the subjects has passed away in this episode. So there's that mortality's hanging over it's everything now. Yeah. Yes, and there's another subject who is not doing well um, um, in terms of their health. So it is, I found it to be a very, it's an, it's a, it's a satisfying, but also emotional entry in the series. And if people haven't seen it, um, I, you don't need to go back to, to the, when they're seven years old, because every movie summarizes what came before. Mm-hmm. So you can just watch 63 up and just see what, uh, what these filmmakers have been doing, what Michael Apted has been doing. He was a researcher on the first film. So what they've been doing for decades, it's like, it's shocking. How often, it's probably they, the, how often do they come out? Every seven years. That's it. This every seven years, eh? Okay. Every seven years. And, and, and probably it's the best documentary series ever oh, made on planet Earth. Seven up. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're at 63. <laughs> and now uh, the New York Times had an article in January saying, now that Michael Apted's dead, what are we going to do? And the, he does have an assistant who maybe could make another one. And she's on Twitter. I mean, they got to get to 70 and up. You think they've got to get at least you 10 have of them to. done. They 70, get another one seven done. to 70 as a nice round yeah, number. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, that, I, I, they, they may lose a few more people along the way too, before that yeah. happens. Oh my God. It's, 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 it's so worth seeing. I can't, right. uh, it's one I, of my, that's, that's, it's that's one a, of my favorite 
uh, film series, even more than Star Wars, oh. is the Up series because it's real. It's yes. real, Star and Wars it's real, real, and it's real. It's not Tatooine. I used to live on Tatooine. <laughs> How about you, Dan? What you got um, for us? Well, for, uh, um, okay, yes, thank you for that. I do. Want, I will watch that. And by the way, I do want conversation about our streaming services and cable setup uh next yeah. month i'm moving in a month i'm going to be moving into Ooh. a house uh so wow. I'm, I'm reassessing my cable situation and all my entertainment situation and i'm pretty sure i'm going to cut the cord and but just go streaming i think i'm i'm, I'm good to go with just streaming um because i think there's enough options out there and finally for me to do that we'll see what happens when it comes to sports it's always the question mark but we'll have I a know. conversation uh in september after i move i think that'll be lots of fun and now that i know that's on BritBox, i absolutely will watch it i just got a BritBox. I got it for like Red Dwarf and a couple of other things, oh. and I didn't realize that that was on um, BritBox. So I'll check it out for sure. There's uh, lots of good stuff on there, but you know what's oh, yeah. lacking on BritBox? A search function. Well, yeah, it's, that's yeah. <laughs> Where that's, the f is the search? And there's also a lot of other stuff they could put on there that's not. I don't know. Yes. I don't know about the licensing, but honestly, if you're going to put together a service focusing on British television, you got to get the greats, and this oh. one does not have the greats for sure. Um, so many of them, but not all of yeah, them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so the movie I'm going to recommend today, my strategy of late has been i'm trying like hell to avoid the netflix the netflix crawl where you just sit there and you scroll and you scroll and you scroll and you can't decide so i'm i've been trying to just pick the first movie that grabs my eye literally just go with the first gut and you know this is not, not the best situation but if it doesn't grab me in the first 20 minutes then i usually go on to something else but i'm trying not to do that either uh so uh so the movie i found this way was called predestination and it's a science fiction film of course because i love those movies made in 2014 i didn't realize it was that old and it stars ethan hawk and it's a time travel movie and the other thing i love about this film and i didn't know um because i never heard of it it's based on a short story called all you zombies by robert a heinlein who's one of my favorite authors um, mm. I loved Robert A. Heinlein when I was a kid. Like I read all his books and I just, just everything. So, and I, I, as soon as I saw that in the credits, as it's rolling, this is based on the novel by Heinlein. I'm like, oh, I'm in. This is awesome. And I don't want to give away too much. It's a time travel movie. It is one of those mind-bending time travel movies that will have you going, what? Like from what year? Oh, 2014. 2014. Okay predestination 2014 it's on netflix you can find it on netflix and it stars ethan hawk is the only like well-known actor sarah snook and noah taylor and it's just this um uh, it's just such a I, I don't know how to explain it without spoiling it but it has to do with timelines it's very similar to what we're talking about with loki timelines alternate modifying the past all the stuff you think about for time travel that gives you headaches makes sense in this movie it's so weird the way they do it but it's very very cool so i love that movie predestination on netflix check it out awesome i think that's good that's about it that's it all right that's gonna do it for this episode of the media nerds i'm dan vetabonker i'm kenton larson don't let the door hit you on the ass